0: Welcome once again to the G-Man Show. I'm the G-Man, Ron Gerard, and I'll be in the cockpit of the mothership of social media as we soar back in time through our vault of classic interviews. We refer to them as Curtain Call. This week, we feature one of Major League Baseball's iconic players, especially on Chicago's north side. The Chicago Cubs joined the National League way back in 1876, and this man is known as Mr. Cub... Hey, that's impressive. I bet you already know who our focus is on. That's right, Ernie Banks. Let's go to some background on this national treasure. Now, if ever there was a great player and a goodwill ambassador for the game, it would have to be Ernie Banks. Banks began his career with Kansas City in the Negro Leagues, and he went on to become the signature player for the Chicago Cubs from 1953 through 1971 the man known as Mr. Cub. He won back-to-back MVP awards in 1958 and 1959. Banks, who was known for the phrase, let's play too, displayed uncommon power for a shortstop in his era, hitting 277 home runs while at the position. He moved to first base and finished his career with 512 home runs. He batted 274 with 1,636 RBI. He was a 14-time All-Star whose number 14 was retired by the Cubs in 1982, and he was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1977. In 1999, Ernie Banks was named to Major League Baseball's all-century team, and in 2013, he received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. This interview was conducted in Toronto, Canada, on July 8th, 1991. Nice to see
1: you, Ron Gerard. Is this a wonderful life or what?
2: Hey, Ernie... I wouldn't have known it if you didn't tell me, but it's been a it's been a pleasure hanging around you. I learned a lot about baseball listening to you talk now. But I want to talk. You talked about you were talking to Dave Parker about who taught him to hit. Who taught you to hit? How did you pick it up?
1: Well, I just uh, more or less went out in practice uh, every day hitting the curveball or something I was uh, weak at hitting, and uh, that was it. I just worked on my weaknesses and I was around uh, players that were look at my swing and they would tell me about it, like Ralph Connor and Monty Urban. Uh, uh, they gave me a few tips on pulling the ball, and I stayed with that. And, uh, but basically, I just worked on my own natural ability of uh, being able to use my hands and wrists to uh, become a better hitter.
2: You had the, so many great seasons, but the MVP back-to-back, and it was for a club that didn't win, which was uh, even more extraordinary. I mean, you were a shortstop, and you you had tremendous power. Uh, you were one of the first. You know, we see a little more pop in some of the shortstops now, but back in your day, you were you were kind of unique.
1: Well, uh, yes, I had one uh, slight edge uh, that I uh, identified right away, and I think... Uh, the sooner you can identify your slight edge, it can help you in whatever you do in life. And sometimes it can be physically, sometimes it can be a mental thing. But mine was my wrist. I could be fool on a pitch and still hit it like Hank Aaron and uh, a lot of great hitters that had quick wrists. And that was my big advantage. So I did a lot of exercise to developed my wrist, and worked on my wrist, did a lot of... Push-ups and strength exercises to, to build up my wrist and strengthen my wrist. So it helped me a lot when uh, when I became a major league baseball player.
2: Okay, you used to move your fingers up and down when you waited.
1: Yes, I could keep my hand relaxed in the bat more or less, not try to have a lot of tension in my swing, and 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 that's something you have to really work on. I mean, tension can you know take away a lot of your fluidity and. Uh, you become tight and you just can't uh, swing relaxed and you can't hit the ball as far as harder.
2: But uh, you know, I don't want to bring up bad things, it was a great year for you but 69, you know everyone always talks about you're such, you're such a respected guy in the game and you never got a chance to be in the World Series and that looked like it was uh, almost meant
1: to be in 69. Yes, and that happens in life. It all covers life. I look at baseball as life. You know, sometimes you have things in the bag and the bag breaks. There's no real guarantee of anything. And you just have to go on and uh, and move on and, and, and adjust your life to losses and disappointments. And that was a big disappointment in my life, that not to have been in a World Series or in a playoff game. But it happened to many players in many different sports. So I consider myself a very fortunate to have played in the Major Leagues for 19 years.
2: You're known for Let's Play 2. Where did that really come from?
1: That began in 1969. It was about 120 degrees, and uh, I walked in the locker room and told everybody, Hey, this is a beautiful day. Let's play 2. And they all looked at me as I was crazy. And uh, One of the writers was there, so he wrote about it, and it stayed with me forever, and I I really enjoy that. I hear that today, so it's something I really enjoy saying and being a part of my life
2: mr cub also i mean that that's got to be uh i mean to be known as mr cub
1: that too is a great joy uh that came uh, around the same time 1968 jimmy enright a writer for the chicago american was telling me that uh, you're mr cub and he wrote a book about that calling me mr cub and he started writing about it more and more and it became a part of my life and i enjoyed it very much it's uh it's a great honor to be be uh, a part of a team and then called mr cub
2: Bernie finally the high point, uh, what, what meant the most to you, maybe not to the fans, but to you in baseball? What, what is the most meaningful moment?
1: Well, the uh, most meaningful moment, I, it, it's, it's been many of those. Uh, on the field, uh, just an opportunity to, to play. I, I would say, personally, a 500 home run was a very meaningful thing. Uh, on the personal side, uh, uh, on the other side, uh, you know, raising my children and getting them through and having them have a good, happy life and not into drugs and all the different kinds of things that happen today. It's, to me, is a real, real blessing and a real pleasure in my life.
2: We were blessed and it was a pleasure to have a guy like you to look up to uh, in my youth and uh, people are still doing and we appreciate you taking some time out and uh, even though you made me wait 40 minutes, I still love you and you take good care of yourself.
1: Thank you very much. All I'm doing is trying to be a better person. That's all. Number 14 in your scorecard,
0: everybody's favorite Mr. Cub, Ernie Banks. Who doesn't love Ernie Banks? We're approaching the landing strip, so buckle up, and until we meet again on the mothership, keep your hands up, your chin down, shoot the jab, and don't make me look for you. Our wheels are down, and it's been my pleasure to serve you. Peace.